Mark. Okay. Where's the meantime oh, uh, so, now that we start recording? So, well, I guess since um, I'm sending us back to Vietnam, I have to start uh, the same way that I started uh, the last time when we did Good Marianne. morning, <laughs> Vietnam! Uh, <laughs> to, uh... To all of the uh, listeners out there, I am sorry no, if you hated this up. show. Shut up. <laughs> do you want me to? Do you want me to? <laughs> it's sit, just set in Vietnam. Do you want me to make the the meme I made the picture for the for the cover of this one? The problem was the last one wasn't actually set in Vietnam. It just made us feel like we were dragged. It was Vietnam. No, it was shipped overseas. That was in Vietnam. <laughs> that was a sol- that was a hallucination of a soldier in shell shot. In Vietnam. That's what we observed. <laughs> Great tank oh. of the lake. What is your wisdom? Get the fuck up, soldier. <laughs> we got a country to Agent Orange. <laughs> to Agent oh my Orange. god. Fuck. Oh my god. Uh, oh no, bro. <laughs> oh no. Uh, god damn. Tank in the lake, what is your wisdom? Get the fuck up, Sergeant Pyle! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm about to dig up all my myriad color Phantom World memes. Yo, what is what's the overlap on anime fans and Full Metal Jacket fans? Is there any who just got that joke besides you, Mason? <laughs> Probably not. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MS Team for Weebs Club. I'm your host, Cobra. I'm Mason. And I'm Taylor. And finally, we're back with Gundam. Which, I mean, we can actually keep going down the timeline until we hit Zeta, and then I can't really pick that Uh, one. About almost a year later, we're back in Gundam. It's been more than a year, dude. It's been two years. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. We we realized that that was actually the year before last that we had watched uh, Christmas Gundam. God, we've been doing this for a fucking long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we I have. Forget. It seems like just yesterday we watched Drifters. <laughs> Drifters. And the fucking, fucking Dead Man Wonderland. Dude, Dead Man yeah. Wonderland is so weird that that's like our apex and we're just trying to get back there. <laughs> yeah. So... Hmm. Due to the stipulation of biceps on his cock, it cannot go to Karen. I'm sorry, everybody. Your muscle mommy uh, is not the winner. No, I'm with it's you. the goof. Yeah. It's the goof troop. Yeah, I, I gotta. I'm gonna share a lot of links in this one. One hundred percent, Norris. A- anyone who's listening to the podcast, check the description. I'm gonna link the song where it's perfectly edits the goof troop goof theme troop. song over the Zoc- or the goof battle. In no way, the best team. It's fucking brilliant, and I'll also yep. link the meme that I made. It's so. Good. And anything else we bring up, because mm-hmm. we're probably gonna talk about other shit. I'll, I'll make sure those are all in the description. Mace, but yeah, the goof pilot gets biceps on his cock. I'm with you, Mason. De- definitely, yeah, I, I, I agree. Biceps on his cock award winner Norris. Yep. There you go. God bless. Uh, absolutely. God bless Cameron. I, I pray for his mortal soul every day. And I visit his grave. Um, but, he, you know, when he was here, it was a lot easier to... I s- like five minutes ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it was a horrible motorboating accident. But 
He always did make it a bit more difficult because the vote could be split, where now it's three. The motorboating were uh, a pair of massive, oversized mommy milkies. <laughs> <laughs> he suffocated. He died doing what he loved. <laughs> <laughs> Getting crushed by Opie. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, are red rolling? Or is there anything else y'all want to hear? Yep. Uh, Any I other mean, memes you got? <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm ready to go. I can make some great memes. There's some meme potential in this show. Especially with Elidor. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. The opening's a fucking classic. Uh, probably it, I really like it. It's probably new to you guys. It's been in my Spotify playlist for a long time. It's new to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I added it though. Yeah. But it's very good. It's definitely really good. Mm-hmm. Closing is very unique. I like the song. Uh, I will say it's one that you've seen once though, and you never need to see again because it's most you know. I think this. I think the songs, like, I'll give them credit. It's not just a black screen. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it. I mean, it's carried by the song. Really, mm-hmm. the song's pretty good. Um, it's fun. Because it's just like, you know, the the 08's downtime, which you never see. Well, but their downtime tends to be starting fights with the fucking Ninth the Mist team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't count. Or the 7th. Episode 1, Mason, was made for you. Episode 1 was really good. But episode 1 was made I, for I, you. I, I really because enjoyed it. Oh, cuz the ball. Always the, the ball. asshole yeah, yeah, yeah. who's like, "Let's just yeah, yeah, let's yeah, get in the yeah. ball. I want to die quick. Let's get in the ball. Get in the ball. The ball's great." Uh, he uh, he fucking uh, fought one though. He fought an enhanced Zaku with it. Yeah. That was fucked up for I, fighting a GM team, but yeah. It, it was like it was like <laughs> a Zaku special prototype, dude. Uh, Zaku 2s are already kicking the shit out of everything the Federation has at this point, aside from the Gundam. I wish I hadn't... I wish we hadn't picked the show, almost, because now you have ammo for your fucking ball love. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But... I'm just saying, it's just Justice for the ball! It's so practical. It's not! It's not practical! It. It's got a 15... Caliber Do we got guns? Uh-huh. Alright, then it can shoot. It's practical. And it's got grabby, grabby hands. Uh-huh. And a tow cable. It literally Empire Strike back that fucking Zaku, dude. I mean, that, that... I guess that's fair. It wasn't a very good fight for it. It barely won, but yeah. It barely won, and it got him a wife. Oh, what do you mean? Something we should bring up about this. Hey... Uh-huh. I... May be wrong. I think this might be the. Yes, I think this might be the only UC show without a new type. Yeah, I don't think there's a single new type involved in this. I think I actually looked at the Wikipedia for a couple characters that I was like thinking might have been, but then but it said that they were old types. So yeah, I think War in the Pocket is also like uh. Yeah, like Ina is an old type. And her brother, Guineas, is an old type. Uh, Yuri was an old type. According to the Wikipedia entries, at least. Or the, the Gundam Wiki entries. For people who aren't big Gundam fans or, or have just watched this and worn the pocket, new type... It gets a little fuzzy, but basically a new type is a the new next evolutionary step for humans in the Gundam universe. 
where it's like minor psychic they're minorly psychic as soon as they touch a machine they know how to operate it they like interface with it in a way those are the two main things i think it's like it's a reaction speed kind of thing that's another part of it yeah enhanced reaction speed and then yeah there are certain suits later that are built for new types yes after Shar's experiments and stuff uh yeah i wouldn't say Shar's experiments but yeah well, Char, Char's experiments with, like, Lala and stuff. Oh, yeah, you're right. I and forgot then, about Lala soon. Yeah. Kind of having... And that's then our after Amuro, after, like, word gets to the Fetties and Amuro pilots the Gundam, then they then the Fetties start working on stuff. And it starts the long tradition of the Federation putting children in new war machines. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from, like, the armor plating, by the way, uh, I would say that these don't feel like Gundams as much. As far as, like, their power level, but maybe that's just because they're grounded. Well, I mean, so, they, they mention it several times. The big thing is they can use beam yeah. weapons. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the big thing, is that, yeah, the Federation has beam weapons here. Because, like, the, yeah. the way beam weapons are powered is from the suit's reactor. So, like, that's why Zaku yeah. has to use a heat hawk or a heat sword. Because yeah. it can't power a beam weapon. So that's the big thing with the Gundam. Mm-hmm. As well as just better maneuverability and armor, like you were saying. Because GMs are made of fucking yeah. paper mache. Yeah, I mean, the Zaku cannons can't even really get through much of the Gundam armor. Um, no. They can get through the shields, though. I, I saw a couple of, like, shields get destroyed. Uh, their shields are fucking dog shit compared to, like, what Gundams normally have as well. Mm-hmm. They're, like, like, really small. They've got, like, they've got, they've got, like, GM stuff. Like, they've got a lot of GM gear. Yeah. Oh, this show is also unique in that <clears throat> most of the combat, this uh, from the ball fight, happens on uh, in gravity, because the vast majority of Gundam takes place in space. Yeah. And a lot of people love this show just because they get to see gravity combat. Yeah, I think that was a big part of it for me is <clears throat> terrestrial combat. Like you see, like the Easy Eight sitting under the water during the ambush of the mm-hmm. of the village. Not the Easy Eight, but the Ground Attack yeah. Gundam. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Wait, which one? So wait, no, because Shiro's is the Easy Eight. Yes, but he doesn't right? get the Easy Eight until like after he, him, and Ina get stranded, like late. Oh yeah, because his Ground Type Gundam gets fucked up there. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's unrecoverable. I have always held the opinion since you sort of brought up Whips, talking about episode one, that Gundam is really, really bad at love stories. I feel the, like they shoehorn it into every series. And you just grit they your teeth kind and of, bear it. They, they, they really force something in every series, even the original 79. Yeah. Um, with, uh, I mean, take your fucking pick. Like, kind, I think Lala Soon kind of feels like that. So like, yeah, Lala Soon the, felt like that a lot. The female officer um, that Amuro likes that's just sort of out of nowhere. Fraubo. Not as much Fraubo. I would say Zayla Mass. A little. Bit I think Frau. Oh, well, Zayla. Yeah, Zayla's. That one came out of. So like, Zayla's appearance in the original series was like really normal for a while. Um, it just got really weird towards the end, and then Fraubo was like the childhood friend for Amaro that yeah. just never nothing ever happened with apparently the uh, i would thing... say the only one that actually felt natural was bright and uh merida uh, is that her name no no but i know who you're talking about you're good 
Yeah. Brighton, uh, the the uh, older officer uh, woman. I, I would say that's like the only sort of natural relationship. I mean, it's also I, the only relationship I felt in the original series. The and there was a lot of attempts. Yeah. That game, um, there's one yeah, I really. I don't know how it, how it does, how it goes through like Zeta or anything. There's one but... super solid one in Zeta, but for the most part, I agree with you. Uh, I would say Zeta has an exception to that. Not st- staying in the UC, I would say this might be also an exception because I felt like it actually kind of developed pretty well. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the amount would, of time like, they spend outside the UC, like obviously Seed is. Like oh yeah, a Seed's main pretty good. Seed, but Seed, I think Seeds is pretty good all around when uh, when it happens. Yeah, I mean it gets a, it gets a bit Luke and Leia, and you kind of root for it, which yeah. isn't good, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you need to watch. But it gets fixed later, so it's all right. You need to watch C Taylor. It legitimately is kind uh-huh. of fucking stellar. Okay. Like, I mean, I, I mean, after this, I might. Yeah. To be a hundred percent. It's honest. not UC. Um, it's sort so of it's a... like pretty. It's new, and you don't have to know anything, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I agree yeah. with most people though that Seed is sort of like a remake of the UC, but it's it's worth watching. It's Kinda... really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So going down my list, I love episode two, which is just jung- jungle Gundam battles. I think so. All of the jungle Gundam battles, I think, are fucking excellent. I love. Oh uh, yeah. Every second of it. But episode two specifically, he meets Kiki for the first time. But also, yeah. Uh. Mm-hmm. It it's Karen sort of fucking him over because she won't let him, you know, pilot his suit, and he's getting used to fighting in gravity. Yeah, no one trusts him, and yeah, because he's still getting used to fighting in gravity. He's he's a stellar pilot, but he's this is his first time on Earth. Yeah, and I fucking yeah. love the ending because it's his Gundam autopilot bringing him back to base while he's asleep in the while cockpit. While he's asleep in the cockpit, yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. sunset behind him. the The show has a lot of really good like uh, key art pieces. Yeah, and for me, that's one of them. I really like. Uh, when they're fighting at night and they turn off like all the external lights, they have to switch mm-hmm. to like infrareds. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Three has the. I'm just gonna go beat by beat. Stop me if y'all want to say anything. Three has the fight with the gorillas where he gets taken hostage trying to do the flank. <laughs> yeah, it's not my favorite episode, but I love the gorillas <laughs> just fighting gun or uh, mobile suits. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's, it's let's... really cool to see like you know ground armies. Yeah. Go, just take a bazooka to a fucking Zaku. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to Star Wars like that. Uh, hear me out. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they, it's like they, Ewoks versus Stormtroopers. But they, you like almost... Like they're taking out Atstas. At but you almost never see, like, the grunt ground fights in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, like, for the Empire, because you always see them using Stormtroopers, and then you watch Solo, and it has Han Solo actually fighting with the real infantry of the Empire. And it's like, oh, yeah. this is a totally different thing we haven't seen in the last, you know, 40 years of this series. Or like Rogue One with the attack on, uh, on, uh, Jakku? the uh, Imperial Base. Jakku. Yeah, the Imperial Base. I don't remember the planet. The Imperial, uh, it doesn't only, matter for it it's only, the it's anime podcast. But yeah. We're good. <laughs> we don't have to yeah. be Star Wars experts here. We can be Gundam experts. <laughs> It definitely was interesting, though, to see basically kind of, and it was sprinkled in in a couple of the episodes, but just how like it basically the battle between the um, 
the Federation and the Zeons basically affected the local populace of where they're at on Earth. And how basically how they're trying to keep themselves safe, but also like combat, you know. Yeah, that's something everything around them. That's something Gundam doesn't like to to scroll over too much. They really like to kind of emphasize the human cost. They fuck it up Mm, a little bit in seventy nine and then went back and tried to fix it in the manga and got weird. But yeah. I definitely see that. So that that was definitely one of my my big likes of any time you saw the gorilla, or yeah, anytime you saw. I, I really like. Uh, I really like seeing, like, Federation command not being, uh, shown as the good guys because they're not the good guys. I, I always there's no tell there's you no this. good guys, but I but it really shows you that. Yo, fucking Zeon got a point. No, this and is the shit. Maybe we should be rooting for Zeon. This is the shit and I always. I root for Zeon. Is that I'm I'm always like seek Zeon, and you're like Cobra. The Zeon aren't the good guys, and I'm gonna be like, no, 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 no one's the good guys, but the Zeon are real fucking close to it. Yeah, like if they weren't so like if they don't if they weren't so like murder each other oligarchical uh uh oligarchical imperial, I would say that. That the Zeon are in every way the good guys in the in the one year war. When you get to Origins, you're gonna love it. Yeah, because it gets kind of in the nitty gritty of the Zeon politics on how they got there. I, and I think I think like Zeta's pretty big on that as well. Because uh, my understanding of Zeta is it's like gorilla like deserties of the Fetties <sighs> and the defeated Zeon forces kind of working together. A bit. It sort of starts to get there. Oh. A lot in order because yeah because the federation wins basically the one year war for with sure with the Balaku yeah. uh, yeah. Zeta gets After a, a bit weird it's got a lot going on so I can't boil it down like that yeah but definitely part of it is, I'll 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 watch it for sure but I mean you, that's that's just that was my basic understanding yeah I mean it's eventually if I can get uh I'll probably at some point will pick the seventy nine movies and then I'll pick. Yeah, I'll probably pick Stardust Memory just because it's so fucking weird. It's meant to bridge the original series and Zeta to, like, not be so jarring. But it's weird. Mm. Uh, you know that one because it has the GPO suits, which is, like, the bulky Gundams you don't yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I do not like the GPO suits at all. That That's, that's a very... It's like... So, you know how I always tell you, like, F-91 is Gundam plus Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Okay, Stardust Memory is Gundam plus Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Oh, one thing I did want to, because I, I honestly hated that this little I'm gonna call subplot. I say in air quotes. I fucking hated the whole Mikel and like BB thing of him writing letters all oh, the time. I hate Mikel. Like, period. Yeah, I just hate Mikel. Mikel. Period is the worst. Yeah. I, I like so every time one, it was on. The only time I liked his character was that honestly at the beginning of the series when he's keeps writing to BB that fucking Shiro is fucking dead, <laughs> and then he keeps coming back and having to rewrite his letter. That is the only time that I liked the character, and it was a great bit for like the first for like the three times that it happened in the in the beginning. Yeah, I I just I was like, bruh, relax you. Literally every single episode was him writing a goddamn letter, and I was like, "Bruh, chill out." 
and then the one where he has to deal with everything by himself. And Gesh Rush was like, my guy, it is your job. Quit your bitching. Oh my god, yeah, when they were in the desert and he basically, like, freaks out and almost deserts, like... And you're you're gonna get on Shiro for deserting. (laughs) Like, this kid... This kid just uh, almost abandoned the fucking base with no one else to drive the truck, by the way. Mm-hmm. Because Elidor's out at this point. Talking about subplots, I actually like Sanders the Reaper. Being like... I really like Sanders. Yeah. And Sanders having to figure that out. with and like episode- It was a really good, like, internal struggle for him. And, and mm-hmm. episode four comes uh, to a head, again, with, like, key art piece moments when he's, like, in his gu- uh, Gundam and charges down the mobile armor with nothing but a beam saber. Yep. yep. Yeah, it, it, it definitely... The Epsilus. Or the Epsilus. Yeah. That, it, I'm, that subplot, I really enjoyed, and I enjoyed the closing. I, I It kind of came to... When it was like, they're not all dead after the third mission. <gasps> yeah, the breaking his jinx. Also, yeah. it, it and it added a lot to, like, as well, uh, his later character when he's asked to spy on... Mm-hmm. On uh, Shiro, yeah. Especially because he comes clean with it. I would argue. I would argue that. Hmm. So from, well, from he comes the, clean from... with it because he has a lot of respect for yeah. Oh, he loves the Shiro at that point. Yeah, yeah. He like since the very beginning of the series, he was the one the commander mm-hmm. rescued in the ball. Yep. He was in the the uh, the suit that was fighting up in space. The Enhanced Zaku. There's only two episodes I don't really like. The first one is episode five, which is when Elidor and uh, Mikhail get kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And that's just the Elidor and Mikhail episode, and I'm not a big fan of either. I really like Elidor's, like, uh, at least partially, but I don't like kind of that episode where they're literally in that situation because of him. Yeah. And then he's putting all of it on Mikkel, which for once, it's not Mikkel's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mikkel didn't even want to go in the first yeah. place. Like, Mikkel needs to take more blame in other episodes, <laughs> but this episode is like, yo, Elidor, like, you fucked up, man. This is on you, bro. Like, you're the one that dragged his ass out in a fucking... On a motorcycle. Weirdly, maybe because I don't like either of those two. My favorite part of this episode is when Karen gets some development. When she's taking care of Elidore after he's been fucked up. Because they have the fight about closing the goddamned hatch. Yeah, so that's another thing because that never came up before. So it's really weird to see, like... Like, okay, I get maybe that's why he's in the tank and not in... not Not a mobile suit pilot. Because he hates the idea of being trapped in a cockpit and or viewing through monitors rather than his own senses i guess yeah because most of what Maybe. he does is sit at the radio listening to sonar yeah he, yeah he uses like his ears for everything um it's just so fucking weird like it just didn't come up before and now all of a sudden it's like a huge problem and he's already gotten shot twice and he still refuses to close it yeah that that one didn't didn't make much sense to me either also uh, like uh, like so like the first time he got like hit with shrapnel right 
Uh, with glass shrapnel on his leg. Yeah, I think. from hitting yeah. the monitors inside the cockpit. Yeah, and then the second time, like he took like a fucking like mobile suit gun to the fucking shoulder, gra- like grazing his fucking shoulder. Again, I think so. not a fan of this episode. It's just the ending where Karen takes care of him when he's like delirious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he grabs her tits. Yeah, and, but yep. it's the first time you see Karen <laughs> is not like trying to beat the head, people over the head with a fucking wrench. Yeah, and they show this. This is another like kind of shoehorn thing. Is like Elador gets feelings for Karen and vice versa, but it's super out of nowhere. I honestly like, felt I guess they've it been on the same nat- squad for a while, but Elador never showed anything before this. It felt kind of natural the- to me, honestly. I will say, I guess because they're not immediately together after that, it's a little bit more natural. It it, it felt better. uh, It felt more um, natural from Karen's end than it really did from Elidor's, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, I I just don't understand where Elidor got in in his head. Yeah. Other than the fact of maybe he remembers Karen, but he was delirious at the time. Like, uh, you know. He seems to remember what happened. To some degree. Yeah. To some degree. Maybe not all of it. So, I I don't know. I I don't think Elidor is around enough for it to make sense. Yeah, I mean, he's out for the next couple episodes. He's out for, like, what, three episodes? Maybe four? Um, I think Out until the last mission, I think. So, you were talking about the desert episode where you're bitching about Mikhail, right? Yeah, I I well, we I'm with are. you on Mikhail being annoying shit. I actually love that episode. I do like the episode though because I like Kiki. It has a lot of Kiki. Uh, it's the team. It has a lot of Kiki, and I like Kiki. And it's just the team trying to scrape by in the fucking desert, both mentally and physically. Yeah, they've been given these fucking shitty orders out in the fucking desert. Yeah. They just gotta sit there and wait until like until they get called <laughs> back. Well, they're waiting to try and get the the uh, the Absolus. The Absolus. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they have the whole plan, and then, of course, no plan survives first contact. Yeah. Nope. But it ends with the commander being sweeped off with the Ab- Absolus into the mountains. Yeah. Where we get a nice Shiro and Ina scene. I. So I don't. I'm not a giant fan of episode seven, but with just those two, there are some things I like. I mostly think that that episode is just gorgeous to look at. Yeah, they do a lot mm-hmm. of... It, it's a new environment because we're in, like, the snowy mountainside. Um, yeah. They're literally, like, trying not to freeze to death. Shiro's actually got frostbite. They're working on... They're they're working on the, uh, the Gundam to get its fucking beam saber up so that they can melt some snow and warm up that, that's what i was gonna say was though so cool. like with the art the beam saver to make warm water Ina's yeah. form with the steam the deteriorating gundam in the ice it's like those things i fucking love yeah it is so well done i i really enjoyed uh those parts of the episode for sure and then <clears throat> the next episode starts with shiro on trial for like that they think yeah, he's a, he's a Zeon spy basically. And then when he yeah. you know says anything pacifist, the the command the trial members all laugh at him, and that which just encapsulates yeah. Gundam's themes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And even then, that sticks around for 
the rest of the series. He's at that point. fallen in love with the ogre. <laughs> well, not even that too, but like um, when they're doing the airdrop in is it later in that episode or is it the next episode? The airdrop. <clears throat> airdrop. Where so they? Wild, uh, like, that's episode ten. I think. Yeah, Shiro's confined to quarters. It's episode nine or ten. I think. I think nine. Shiro's confined to quarters, and I think it's like a, I think it's like a, uh, AFMS without Shiro, right? For for an episode. For, no, no, no. For a little bit. That's no, where they get words. Just for a little bit. That those three Zeons are in Kiki's and they break him out. So yeah. they get the that's pre-signed right. form, and from the old yep. man and from Kojima, and they go out to try and save Kiki's village. I actually yeah. like this episode a lot. I always. I do too. Uh, one, mm-hmm. we're seeing Zaku ones. <laughs> <clears throat> seeing a Zaku uh, one is like... It's depressing. It's, depre- it's depressing. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, this is a retired suit. Like, you... this is all that they had fucking left. And you are the poor son of a bitch that they put in that thing? Can you it's a death trap. take that goddamn thing it's to the made warehouse where it belongs? Paper. Uh, it belongs in a museum. <laughs> but also, like the difference between like, like it's they're already com- and like this, you can see the suits are fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're there for food. Like, whatever they were doing before, like they they yeah they are in rough shape. But like each of the pilots, yeah. the the female leader, she's a little humanized but extremely militaristic. And the, the guy who is nice to the kid, he also has a picture of his son and his yep. Zaku to try and humanize. He's super humanized. And then they have the younger asshole who causes the whole problem. Piece of shit, yeah. He nearly Literally. kills fucking Kiki, and then all the yeah. gorillas go ape shit. They I, wipe out fucking Kiki's entire family. It's not a common thing. I adore in Gundam when they show how destructive thrusters can be when you're not in space. Yeah! Because they, they fire at the... The guy with the kid, Zaku, and he turns yeah. the thrust away, but his th- his thrusters just melt her dad and like, his house. Like, it destroys the entire house. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, I'm, I'm always a big fan of those scenes. Yeah. But Shiro eventually is forced to pull the trigger to kill the, the leader, because otherwise she's going to fight until literally she's in... Her... Every every single tool she has from her pistol to her Zaku is out of commission. She's gonna fight till then. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yep. she's like surrounded by all these gorillas. They're gonna fucking kill her. I think I really like the Oh the Mist thing. It's really good. I I yeah. really enjoyed this I, series. I'm I'm a huge fan. I'm glad it's Taylor. I, it's definitely over eighty. I thought I still prefer Double O Eighty, but yeah. You do not prefer double O. No, I sincerely do. Double to OAMS. Yeah, no, I think OAMS. Yes, I think you're that in love with the Alex. <laughs> it's not even the Alex. It's just the more personal Zeon story. It's a because <sighs> you don't follow the fucking Zeon. It's not really a thing. So I love that yeah. series because I mean, you get to you follow don't. Zeon. I just, I don't know. There's also just the spirit to double O. I mean, I that's what I like about Thunderbolt is like being able to see the duality of it. But, yeah, it's just very different. 0080 also, it just has... It's not, it's not like the story about 0080. It's, uh, it's just, there's only a couple things I really love about it. Uh, one of them being Bernie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bernie and, uh, 
God damn it, the kid. Uh, I don't really like the kid. I just like him and the kid hanging out. And, like, the kid idolizes Zeon, and, like, that's why he wants Bernie to fight. And Bernie's, like, dealing with his own inability to be a good pilot. He even brags about being an ace to a kid because he's so insecure about yeah. it. And then finally, like, yeah. it ends up being meaningless, which is just sort of the theme of Gundam, that war is goddamn meaningless. Yeah. But he fights to the death against the Gundam in nothing but a fucked up Zaku with Christmas decorations and wins. As much as yeah. he can. It, it, it's also that... such... It's so small scale as well. It is a war in the pocket. This one colony and this minor... This minor conflict that's happening. On a neutral colony. Yeah. yeah. There's so, yeah. I, and it shows, like, the hypocrisy behind it. Yeah, I just... I love like, war in the pocket. They're not, they're not neutral. They're literally letting the Federation yeah. build fucking weapons on it. And just, again, because it has the kids, and it, it's such a... I don't know, man. I just love War in the Pocket. It's such a whimsical show in a way. And then you see, like, a kid's perspective of war. And Yeah, and I mean, like, the fact that, you know, Bernie and, like, uh, what was her name? Taylor, you know. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was Alex, wasn't it? No, that's, that's, the, the, Gundam's that's the Gundam's name. Uh, that's the Gundam's name? What is I it? don't Chris. Chris, Chris. that's it. Chris. Bernie, Chris. Bernie and Chris, like, form this really, like, interpersonal connection, and then... They find themselves on opposite sides, but neither of them know that. Yeah, and they kill each other without ever and learning. They, yeah, they they, well, Chris kills Bernie. Yeah, without ever learning, and and she asks like, "Where'd Bernie go?" It's it. There's stuff like that that makes me prefer War in the Pocket. Yeah. I'm sorry to tell you because I know that you prefer the Athemis thing, but yeah, Athemis is definitely better than War in the Pocket. Uh, yeah, I one hundred percent. I have to agree. I'll find someone out there who loves War in the Pocket as much as I do. Someday. That's your soulmate. I I hope so. That would be a great person for me to be soulmates with. <laughs> 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 uh, I, let me check the wiki. I don't remember off the top of my head. Episode 9. Ah, this is the one you is talk about the where they introduced they're... the Easy 8. And it has the yeah. soldiers in the shitty tanks who go in out the tanks. to save time. Yep. And this they destroy Sanders' ground Gundam. Yeah, and this is the episode with the yeah. full on. Oh, also Karen gets caught by that ship, and he spares them, which causes the conflict later to slow them down because they're there to be in the tanks. Remember, because yeah. they're in the airship. Oh, yes. the air, they're dropping. Yeah, yeah, this is the airdrop. Yes, this is yeah. the airdrop. But Karen gets knocked out of commission immediately. The gal. Because there's a, a sea base suit that comes out and attacks her. And her and Elidore have yeah. to work together. I can't remember what those are called. I can't either. The the high the high gook? I don't yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't that's, know. That's dude. one of the sea that's Listen, one of the sea. Does Zaku get a bit ignorant with the mobile suit names? Uh hold on. You might be able to find it because it has all the Yeah, you can find it. It's listed on the the main series page. Oh. Yeah. It's only got, like, one arm, though, right? No, it's got two. It's the weird, like... I thought one of them was missing... One. I thought it was, like, missing an arm. Is it the Gelgoog? No, the Gelgoog's a... That's like oh, a, it's the Act guy. It's the Act guy. Yeah, that's it's right. Guy. That thing's in fucking, uh... Yeah. Uh, Bill Fighters. Yeah, that too. <laughs> okay, no, it just has really weird fucking hands. 
that claws come out of. It is I missing thought it was like, one arm. I thought actually. it was like repaired. No, you're right. It okay. is missing one arm. They show it early on when they're first showing oh, this young yeah, guy yeah, gets yeah. murdered, them loading it up, and it just shows up yeah. later. This one of these yeah. in origin? Only the manga. Okay. But I like that fight overall. I mean, all the fights in the show are pretty good. Yeah. Definitely. But, oh. but we get the... Go ahead, Doug. I, I really like... Um, because I thought it was interesting how they fucking did the Zaku's basically, um, the eye that they have or the, That's the one. every, every time Zaku's it, are around, they do cool shit with the eyes. It yeah, is so, so fucking cool. It, it, so this is like the biggest feature of the Zaku. So like, it doesn't have like the silhouette, but holy, sh- but the eye is so expressive. Mm-hmm. Like for, for, a, for a machine without a face. The single eye of a Zaku or just any of the Xeon suits are are far more expressive than any fucking Gundam has ever been. It, it, it's just like every time I watched it or it did something like when they're um, in any of the jungle battles or anything like that where they're just like walking around or sitting around and the eye just like turns. Yeah. Like I was like the Whoa. eye just completely it, independently moves from the rest yep. of the head. Yes. I was like, bruh. It, it, it was just oh it was so good it, oh, you need to watch yeah. thunderbolt taylor I mean, you would it, really like thunderbolt yeah. <laughs> I th- so i think like the zaku's head is completely immobile right like it can't turn that's why it has the the eye i think they that, can. That can do it i think they can I, I mean my models can turn i just don't ever i don't remember ever seeing it really they can turn but i mean what's the point when the eye can has like 180 degree vision most yeah. of the time yeah it, but it also <laughs> allows them to like you know scan without moving at, like they can they can literally perform like zero movement and still scan like almost their entire surroundings with just that the mono eye actually taylor mason's master grade psycho zaku it has a really cool feature where if he turns the head right it turns the mono eye right so oh wow yeah. so like it it like overturns the eye as the head turns so it it's it's got like a double gear system that allows the the mono eye to turn faster than the head does when it moves. It's really cool. That's that is kind of cool. Uh, but the only thing about episode nine is this classic Xeon betrayal. Yep. <laughs> Just kill the the guy that's <laughs> in the way. Uh, I don't. Th- yeah. I don't- not even the well, not even like the guy that's in the way. The guy that's in the way. The entire team that developed your weapon for you. Yeah. Like everything. No, you don't like, want anyone else. Scorch to yeah, Earth, yeah. motherfucker. That's called job security. Job security. Well, 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 <laughs> he's deserting yeah. Zeon at this point. Well, well, the, he doesn't kill the rest of the team until uh, I think the next episode. Literally, as oh, soon yeah, as the machine right. is done, he kills every yeah. single one of them. Yeah, yeah. I, the machine isn't done in this one, is it? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, he's just buying time. Yeah, he kills. He kills Yuri, the the like one person on yeah. Earth that know that knows about the cancellation order. That's right. So that way, it can't get back. Or to, no, uh, the one person in Zeon. That knows about the yeah, cancellation so order because Dog. he's the one who he's the one who ordered it. Yeah, yeah. Yuri can cancels the the uh, Absurus Absalus. T- Taylor project. asked me which one happened first, this one or War the Absurus. Yeah. Taylor asked me which one happened first, this one or War in the Pocket, and I was like, ah, it's like a fucking two week difference. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> because yeah. the only thing that staples this thing time wise is. Uh, the fact that when 
Shiro's coming to Earth, you you see Giren Zabi's famous speech from 79? Yeah. That's the only thing? So uh, it's, That's literally it. It's not okay. worth tracking, and War in the Pocket takes place over like a week and a half, so just don't, don't, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. I, I, I didn't know it was in 79, because I saw like the, in the beginning, the time the card that came across. War. Yeah, the, the, what I came across was 79, uh, and I was like, 79, is this before 0080? At the start, yes, it, but it ends in 80. Yeah, be, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it would be just a little that, that, bit That's the only reason was... why I, I had asked that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's just, <clears throat> it's such a, I mean, it's not a bad question. It, it, it's a loaded question. It's a loaded yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But, uh, going It's in, not easily answered. Going to episode 10 and 11, yeah. the fucking goof battle, we gotta talk about the goof battle. Dude, dude. The goof he has battle. To, he, the motherfucker goes up and he actually says, Goof! Awaken! Oh. <laughs> dude. And then that it was, literally that was, fucking walks behind him. That was hype as shit. What a fucking G. <laughs> it's like Titanfall. Yeah. That shit literally doesn't happen in Gundam. It happens kind of a little bit in 79. Well, it, it, it happens in this show. Because, like, when when the suit's on autopilot taking him back to the fucking camp in episode 2, and then this. Well, in 79. I don't remember it in 79. Yeah, you know the famous shot of the Gundam shooting up at the the Zong with its head blown off? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Amuro's not in there. That's autopilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can set them to that. It's just not a very good idea most of the time, because it's like setting a jet to autopilot. It's too goddamn expensive not to put a dude in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, and by the way, too, his suit looked awesome. I love that shit. Oh, yeah. How that shit looked. The Goof custom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I, the Goof I custom or his, or his flight suit? I was, okay. Just the, the mobile suit. Yeah. Okay. Did you like the Easy 8 Tyler? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... To be honest, I don't think there was really a design for a Gundam that I absolutely, or for any of the mobile suits, uh, that I absolutely hated. That guys be weird, though. That guys uh, do be weird. The, the, but yeah. they're amphibious, like, that's why they're, that's why they look so weird. Yeah. But, like, I, I thought all they were fine. I, you guys don't understand. As someone who knows literally, like, 0.2% I would say about Gundam how happy I was that I recognized the gun tank <laughs> in, in these episodes gun and uh, the GM at the beginning I saw the gun tank and I was like tank. I was like gun tank you got to see why we shit on them all the time <laughs> I love the gun tanks it's the worst there's, there's, design it makes no they're sense they're so important they're to not. the Federation Force they're ass <laughs> I like them they're a good way to die I was, I was watching it and I saw it. I was like, "Gun tank!" <laughs> 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 <It was> like... <laughs> it was great. Would raise its arms in celebration of you recognizing it because that's all it can do. Yep. There's no other mobility. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even turn. I mean, you're mm. now you're just like the only thing that separates you from a Gundam fan is understanding that the essence of Gundam is want to stop getting hit. Stop fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bright slap. <laughs> There's a lot of child abuse. 
<laughs> what are you? An idiot sandwich. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> but I, I love that whole fight, him realizing that Shiro is Aina's uh, love, I guess. And like uh, Norris? Yeah. yeah. And he dies, oh, yeah, but he yeah. takes out all the gun tanks the last minute. Because yep. instead of I like I like when he knows that he's that he's about to like lose the fight once all the ground types actually get together. Uh and he shoots the not no return flare. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's still winning the fight as of this moment, but as soon as he gets surrounded, he's like Time to take out as many as I can with me. <laughs> oh, and Taylor. Dog, that was so sad. I was like, bruh. And Taylor, you brought up the uh, mono eye as well. I love I love the scene where he like tricks Karen and gets behind her and just stabs down to the gun tank and then his mono Oh my god. Down. He gets mm-hmm. covered in like the oil and then the mon- the only movement after that is the mono eye. It's such a fucking, that's an yep. iconic scene. It really mm-hmm. is. Fighting him is like almost a horror movie in Gundam because of how good it he is. is using the city. Like this is like this is a real ace pilot, and he knows how to fight in gravity, and he's a master tact- tactician. He's been doing this his whole life. And it's just the rule: if you pilot a goof, you're a badass. And yeah, and we're talking like the goof. Like this is like haha. It's called a goof. It's like. Top of the fucking line Zeon unit right now. This is no Zaku, boy! No Zaku! Yeah, like, the other fucking... Oh, my God. Sorry, Toe. The other famous goof pilot is Ron Baral, who's, like, Ron a Baral. fan favorite. Mm-hmm. He's from 79. He's also from Build Fighters. <laughs> 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 he, he's known for fucking up Amaro Ray and trying to bang Sayori's mom. <laughs> He's known for piloting a blue goof in all universes. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Episode 12 is just like sort of the standoff with the Absolus and them Mm -hmm. being able to force it. That's episode 11. Sorry, yeah, 11. My bad. In fairness to me, 10 and 11 are part one and part two of the Shuddering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? So, I was, so something about this, because is it at the end of this episode or the start, is it at the end of episode 10 or the start of 11, where, um, fucking Ina's brother shoots her, whatever his fucking name is, shoots her. It's the beginning of 11, I think. That's early 11. It's like, yeah, they call the truce and whatever. But the Uh, the federations are... The f- yeah, the Federation's planning to snipe her, but her brother just fucking shoots her. Well, yeah, like, her brother takes control well, of of it and then shoots her when she objects. Yeah. But it's like... I really hate... I The, the one thing I will say that I kind of hated was that the fact that, like, she fought... Like, she, uh... Kashiro gets her right he catches her in falling. the easy eight catches her yeah catches her in the easy eight she's got blood dripping out of her mouth but the bullet was stopped by the so, watch yeah yeah so okay so it actually makes a little bit of sense like, i I, you know, I think it does because you know of the force of, of the bullet being it's shot the force it's, it's she's not wearing kevlar it got yeah eaten. it just the force still went fucking into her it it just impacted the watch and she was basically yeah. hit with the fucking like 
a metal like so it's no longer like able to pierce her but it's she still gets hit with like the full fucking force of like yeah. that blunt object in her chest it, it, and it just all it does is it hemorrhages her lung a little bit and she coughs up a bit of blood that would be it's like the same thing like in dragon ball when they get punched in the lung no yeah yeah Paul's ridiculous about it but i would be interested. It, it is it is i'm I, absolutely it fucking is but that it's like the same sort of idea but i would be interested except this yeah. is a lot more realistic i'd be interested to look up what happened to reagan when he got shot in his speech Uh, he said, uh, "Finished it." No, 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 no. no. That was the, that was <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he after, actually got shot, when he actually got yeah, shot, he his actually speech got shot. in his pocket called it. I'd be curious to see like what he what he did have to deal with after, <clears throat> like if he had yeah. uh, you know any breathing trouble or what the fuck mm-hmm. ever. Did it? Did it pierce at all? I thought I I thought it pierced him a little bit. I, I don't remember. know. It's kind of a cliff, though, yeah. in history. They don't really talk about it that much. Just like, yeah, he got it's shot. It's because he didn't die. Mm. Yeah, it's because he didn't die. Yeah. It's because he didn't die. But, I, I mean, you can look it up. I guarantee yeah. you. Yeah, I will do that knows. sometime in the future. It's out there. <laughs> but, like, that that is the one thing. Like, I, I know it makes sense. But it's, like, just that little trick. I was, like, before we get too far from it, shout out to Teddy Roosevelt, who didn't get, he did, his speech didn't catch the bullet, and he still did his speech. Yeah. And he's still finished it. Mm-hmm. Teddy, don't give a fuck, Roosevelt. <laughs> for real. JFK for... Ooh. Let's not talk about that one. Mm. Um. Banging Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> oh, I love the... Again, they're in atmosphere, so there's more things you have to think about. That they have to protect the hover tank when the explosion uh, hits command. Oh yeah, because they're all uh, fucking flying mm-hmm. from the shockwave, yeah. or just the the having to deal with shockwaves in general. Because I'm pretty sure there's not shockwave in vacuum. I'm not no, entirely there's sure. Not. No, but the, the, I mean that was the whole that that was the whole thing around the obsolus was the fact of like big massive beam, big massive destruction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah, it's like a nuclear fucking blast almost. Yeah, I mean, I mean that shockwave took out everything in like a. Or not everything, but like you, you see the after effect of it. Like yeah, like all where the, the ground, like yeah. Well, they're even like because the ground uh, around them and around their shields is yeah. like they're they're elevated after that a little bit. I, d- I like their shields are their shields are fucking scorched. Talking mm-hmm, about that, that I I love just how it looks like an absolute battlefield as it should at the end of episode eleven, yeah. where like the mountain has a fucking hole in it. There's debris it, and it has a everywhere. perfect hole in it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The fucking the main command has been obliterated. I yeah. Yep. And episode eleven ends with the two of them escaping outside the back of the mountain. Everyone thinks they're dead. I like uh, I like Kojima yep. standing up to to the major and. Uh, major was an asshole. And, so. and sticking with, or I think it was maybe a captain. I don't remember what he was but i know his last name was kojima pump kojima is the the local guy like in charge of like their camp same guy wasn't he he, but but no his superior the mustache guy fuck kojima's got a mustache the guy without glasses and the brown hair the taller one the asshole that like told karen to kill him yeah, yeah, uh, I see what you're and, talking about. This, but this guy, yeah. Yeah, that's Kojima. Yeah. That's the guy yeah, that, yeah, yeah that's aware. what I'm saying. The guy that grew a conscience and left. Okay, I'm waiting. That's what I was saying. Like, I have, 
I really liked that that point. Uh, Once you I liked it. Just how just how shitty the Federation can be. He had very and... little screen time, but I liked his character, his height of air conditioning in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he he liked Vietnam because of how much he hated air conditioning. <laughs> like that's yeah. why he liked it. I never liked air conditioning anyway. Crazy ass fucking Earthnoids. Lieutenant Colonel. And, and... That's who he is. All right, Captain. Yeah, he, he was just cap- like. <laughs> Captain Hassan Ryder. Yeah. Now I might get. He, he's just like, no, we're not gonna kill Shiro. All right. <laughs> yeah. Now I might get myself in trouble. You told him to what now? I fucking hate episode twelve. I have some uh, issues, but I so I don't hate it. It is but a, the ending fucked with me a lot. It is a pointless episode. That's my thing on it. The, the only... ending fucked with you? No, no, no. Hold up. What are you talking about, Mason? Uh, 12. Yep. Yes. Did you watch episode this 12? Where, where, where Mikkel and Kiki go find Shiro and Aina. And they have the kids? That was not, that wasn't in the playlist. <laughs> well, shit. I that wasn't in the playlist. Uh, well, I guess Cobra I and I are I talking about it. Yeah, go ahead, because I didn't watch this. It's a very... This wasn't part of the Gundam Info playlist. It's, it's probably, like, extra. Yeah, that would make sense. I thought it ended really... I thought it yeah. ended really well on episode 11. Yeah, it did. That's the problem. It, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I had a really good experience. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't hate episode 12 like Cobra did. Um, I won't say it was good, but... I won't say that so I. Do you want me to I shit go? you not. There are eleven episodes in the O eight no, MST playlist. It, it, on it's sort no, of a yeah. bonus episode thing. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It doesn't exist. So it, it that basically makes sense. it basically is uh, an OVA. I mean, you like uh, Kiki to, to the series, so you may want to watch. I do it. like Kiki because uh, it is. It's not. It's not even on Gundam Info. Uh, you can watch it on Hulu. O eight MST is on Hulu. Yeah, I, I don't have Hulu. So. Basically, I'm just gonna Taylor, if you'll leave it to me. It uh, yeah, animation looks worse too. It opens in space with uh, a bunch of kids on a Zeon ship. They're told they're the future of Zeon, and they get shot down to Earth. That's how it starts. And then yep. we're gone to Kiki and Mikhail uh, on a boat, and he talks about how the M- the MS team was broken up after the commander disappeared. Uh, he says where everyone went, but it's not a big deal. They all got different assignments. And he's holding a picture of uh, BB, the girl he's been sending <laughs> letters to. Of fucking course. And it's her with her husband that's not him. And he's got the husband's face uh, markered out. And he's crying over it while drinking profusely. Well, because they also have a kid. Yeah. Oh, he's such a shitter. So, yep. so Kiki takes the he, photo. He's drinking it, his... <laughs> tears it up. He is such a shitter. And basically it's mostly just them looking for the commander until they come upon these kids. Uh, well, they find the crash ship, they see clothes in it, someone must be living here, yada yada. Then the kids basically kidnap them. And when they wake up in their base, they there's a dying girl they're taking care of, and they say her name is Ina. Right? Yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's has... the girl is too young, and her hair color's wrong. Uh-huh. Eventually they bury Ina, and... Uh, stuff happens. It's not very interesting, but it comes out that all the kids are named after the 8th MS team. 
Um, so there's a kid named Shiro. There's a kid named uh, Sanders. There's a kid named Kiki. All that. Every one of them has a name from the 08 The Mist team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it turns out Shiro and Ina taught them how to survive in the wilderness and gave them their names. Because they yeah. didn't have it. The, the whole, oh, yeah. a bunch of, like, orphan gorillas? They're, they're, uh, there's, the, it's sort of implied they're early cyber new types. Oh. Yeah, that that, that's basically on. the idea. And, and so the whole thing is that, like, when they discover that, um, because earlier on they're like, Shiro and Aina are dead and point to, like, because they have a bunch of gravestones kind of splittered or, uh, around. But when they go to dig them up, it turns out it's just their clothes they buried, and they said to, to basically tell anyone who looks for us we're dead. Okay. Yeah. And so then a whole thing ensues of where the kids are like, you can't take our names from us, or, well, the guy that's Shiro. Or the kid that got I, named Shiro. I assumed when it showed the, uh, the camp in the end of episode 11 that they buried the brother. Yeah, uh, the cross. Yes. Yeah, that's what. That's pretty much what happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought they, they, I was so. But during episode 11's ending, I was like freaking out. I was like, "Oh shit, one of them died," and it's, and then it showed them both. I was like, "Oh really? They bar- they bothered burying the brother?" <laughs> and they probably just yeah, made guy. the the grave. I'm guessing he's uh, <laughs> yeah. you know crispy. Uh, yeah, so they probably Vaporized. just made a. They probably just made a tombstone <laughs> yeah. left. Yeah, probably, probably. Um, but after so. After that night, they, like, make up with the kids because they were fighting before that. Mm-hmm. But when they wake up, the kids are gone. Completely. No trace. Uh, well, well, the, the kids tell them where Ina and Shiro went after that whole thing ensues. And where Kiki's like, we can't take your name. No one can. Yeah. But, but again, and then the- they wake up, kids are gone. They're like, were they ever real? One of those. Mm. Yeah. But they go up and they find Ina... And uh, Shiro in like a log cabin in the woods, living like true libertarians. And Ina's pregnant. Yeah. Oh, poor yeah. Kiki. But Shiro still has like, if you remember, he has like a, a cane now to walk. Yeah, yeah, because he lost his leg. Yep. I don't know if he lost it, but it's in, it, it was like uh, it's com- it's completely gone in in the ending of eleven. Yeah. It's completely no, gone. It, Shit. Yes. It's com- it, in the end of eleven. Mm-hmm. It's completely gone, and his pants are literally tied at the at the stump. Oh, okay. In yeah, the silhouette. But you know, it it is gone in uh, in eleven at the end of eleven. Yeah. But that's the end of the episode. It just shows him and Ina, and like they live in a cabin in the woods together. Mm-hmm. Okay. For for me, like not a lot happened in it. That it de- like it definitely was an OVA. It didn't need um, to exist. It, 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 it was, I, yeah. I, I liked the closure on the Ina and Shiro thing, um, personally. I would rather that have been, like, an after-credit thing, or, like, the... Because you know how sometimes they'll do, like, the rolling credits and show, like, scenes uh, while the credits are rolling? Yeah. In so, so I, mean, I would have rather... That's how episode 11's was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather them have done... Put that at the end of eleven. Or done just an, even another after credit thing. Um, I didn't. I don't think it needed to be a whole episode, really. Yeah, it was nice to see it. Kiki get more screen time. Uh, but that was basically all it yeah, served. It for. felt like she just kind of fucking <laughs> disappeared, which sucks. 
Yeah. She just got, like, written out of the end of the fucking show. Well, she just didn't... She was grieving her father. I mean, yeah. She, like... She's not a, she's not a soldier. But... Yeah. But still. I, w- I was surprised, honestly, in 12 to see that Kiki was trying to find uh, Shiro at that point. After kind of how it was left at the end when of that. When he saved her? Well, well when he said... Not... But... How it ended with her not being a part of the show after oh, that yeah, point as yeah. well. Like, that's what I mean. I mean, that's probably why they included her. I don't know why they bothered with Mikkel, though. He was the only one that was discharged, so he is the only one that could, oh. with no ties of trying to bring him back. So. Yeah, he, he was the only one that was actually discharged of his service. I gotcha. I looked up a picture just to be 100% sure because my memory was foggy. Yeah, he lost the leg. They show him without the leg in the that final episode. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But I think that's about it, Mason. You can go back and watch episode 12 if you want to, if you're bored someday. I probably won't. I mean, it's just a 20-minute episode, so if you really just want to say you watched all of the OHMS team, you can. Yeah. But it's, it's not. I don't I like feel, it, but it's I more feel TV. like. Yeah, more Kiki, I guess, but I, I feel pretty pretty sated with how it ended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On episode 11. I mean, I think Cobra and I did a bang-up job of explaining the episode to you, because yeah. not a lot happens. <laughs> like we, so, the some only, weird ghost kids, and then, and then Ina's obviously pregnant. The only enjoyable thing we skipped was that there's a scene where Mikael begs a kid to give him back his liquor. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's a drunk now. Because he cannot handle yeah, the... Because f- he can't cause... let BB go. Pretty much. I mean, to be fair, that bitch dumped him over. Fucking letter to the army, you know? Alright. Ratings and reviews. I guess I go first because I picked it. Yeah. Debatably. Alright. You're the one who wanted to give me the option. There it is. I don't want to hear that shit. I'll, I'll be honest, I almost want to exclude episode 12 from my rating. Am I allowed? Because it's like a bonus yeah. thing. It's, it's it, like... It's literally not part of the original airing, I it's think. It's literally an OVA. Let me, it, let me it, see real quick what the release time difference was. No, I mean, it... Okay. Well... Last Resort aired July 25th, 1999. It was less than a year since episode 11. Uh, it was two months. It was like two months or three months. Yeah, but this was an a- OVA April twenty fifth. So that's not weird. If you look at the release dates, technically this, the show started in nineteen ninety six because it was an OVA series. Yeah. So that's not that weird. Uh, the, so the difference between the last two episodes alone, April twenty fifth, nineteen ninety nine, but part one released in July twenty fifth of nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. Like there's over. There's almost a year apart from just the last two episodes. Or, well, 10 and 11. Yeah, that shit would not fly today. People would go insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like four months from episode 9. You know what? It's yeah. my pick. Yeah. It's my fucking podcast. I'm, I'm not going to count episode 12 in my review. There you go. All right. Yeah, I mean... Because I, I hadn't it, watched it anywhere. Yeah, it, in my opinion, it's like an OVA in the series. Cam was the only one that watched an OVA in a 12-episode series anyway. There, so like yeah i mean I, this is literally called episode 12 so i felt like whatever whatever it's part of the blu-ray so i watched it all right yeah 
Narrative. 10 out of 10. It's good. I like it. Characters. Eight out of ten. <laughs> I was gonna give you like maybe two more seconds before I was gonna see if your Discord disconnected or something. Yeah, I, I was gonna be like, "This is a really long ass pause." What I had the to fuck? Think. He's really thinking about that one. <laughs> yeah, he is. Well, I love a lot of the characters, but Mikael is so one I've, note on I've, the BB thing, pretty much. He's just a shitter 100% of the time. But he, and he's also part of the main cast. I'm not a big Eleanor yeah. fan. I like the idea of him a lot, but I'm not a big fan of his. Only Eleanor would, would request his own fucking song. And while I like <laughs> Kiki, all the other gorillas are pretty much like cutouts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's fair to say 8 out of 10. For her characters. Music! <clears throat> gonna be honest, ten out of ten. I there's no like specific banger from the Eighth MS team, but I've listened to the soundtrack several times, and it's in my instrumentals playlist because I just think it's brilliant in a lot of places. So I think it's fair for me to give it ten out of ten for like something that I've been listening to repeatedly over the years, and it has consistently inter- like you know been an enjoyable thing when it comes up in my instrumentals playlist. Uh, art. Alright, look, it's older, but it's really good. And they show off several times. I'm gonna say 8.5 out of 10, personally. But also remember, in general, I'm a fan of the older art style. I think that this should be the standard art style. (laughs) The 80s perfected it. We don't move on from there. The 80s and 90s. I agree. Alright. Yeah. So, overall, I'm gonna give the show a 9 out of 10. It's very good. It's near peak Gundam. I think if you're not a fan of Gundam, you should watch the Eighth MS team, because you're not. It doesn't. It's not super important to the overall plot. It's just a good Gundam story that happens to be in the UC. You don't really need to know anything either. There's no new types. Yeah. You don't need to. Yeah. You know. I would. I, I I don't know how popular opinion this is. I would honestly prefer if there were less new types in the UC, uh, and they took less of the focus, but. With Unicorn being as popular as it was, including me loving it, I don't see that happening. Alright. Who picks next? I Maybe. pick next. So you go last. Oh Maybe, what's up? <laughs> uh, narrative? Uh, I think I will give the narrative a nine. Um... It's very, it's very Gundam, and it's really good in, in at what it does. Um, there's not uh, too much filler, but there's there's definitely some things that are like kind of painful to deal with, like sitting sitting through the desert stuff. Um, I, I I generally like everything else that happens in the desert, but Mikel's like at that point his completely his complete like lack of anything either soldier-like or he can't even fucking pay attention enough to not kill his commander in this section <laughs> yeah that gets it's, close like yeah like he almost crushes him in the fucking joint of a gundam's foot like that's that would be the saddest way for any protagonist of a gundam series to fucking go um it's not perfect but i do really like 
a lot of what they do in the narrative seeing the it it does feel a little rehashed with the on the Xeon side it's all like oh yeah betrayal and and i'm killing my superiors or my underlings because this reason and that reason and Sig Xeon. uh i usually really like a lot of it i just really don't like Gideon's as a as an antagonist um i don't think he does nearly as good as a job as uh like any of the zombies <laughs> that's fair um especially when you get the ones like dozel who are more interesting characters. oh my god yeah like a lot of interesting characters um in in like the uc timeline um and Guineas is just so one-dimensional in that um so characters moving in from that i would say i'll give characters like a seven i i don't have any that i absolutely love except for like so i i think norris is expertly written um i'm a big sanders guy i don't i really like sanders yeah i don't really get a lot of um uh shiro mata's sort of convictions and what he wants it's never made completely clear okay can i i'm gonna step in here yeah shiro changes throughout the series originally a lot originally he's going to earth he's gonna go kick some ass yeah but Mm -hmm. after he realizes how he feels about aina it changes to like i need to keep my friends alive yeah and then after he well even even that no even without that his first order as commander is everyone make it back alive yeah. Like, that's his first thing he says when he step, steps foot on, uh... But it, that's not at, his... At, at his command. But that's not his main propellant force pushing him forward. But it does become that after he has to save Kiki's village. And then... Yeah. And then he gets conflicted again, though, when he leaves that guy alive in the airship, and it ends up endangering him and Sanders later. Yeah. So, his... He doesn't have a like a single motivation throughout the series. It changes. Yeah, I think it's how quick it changes and like his naivety at first that really hinders it mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but he grows as a character. Obviously, this is his first command and everything. Uh, also, um, and during... there, there are great characters like Sanders, Ina. Um, I would say to uh, finish Norris, off the that... uh, the thought, he does. His final conviction is like during the goof battle, he realizes he wants to live because of Ina because he, his yeah. power goes out and he's easy eight, and the goof is about to kill him, and he finally yeah. But within out three episodes, within three episodes, he's like, he he's like, don't sacrifice yourself for anything. Okay, sacrifice yourself for everything, and then okay, no, I want to live. Like all within like three episodes, his convictions change uh-huh. like on a on a dime. Yeah. So well, he's just a very strong. flippy floppy character. I, he's just not, he's not even close to my favorite Gundam protagonist. I can agree with um, that easily. Yeah. Um, I like the supporting cast, like a decent, I don't like most, most of the eighth mess team. I don't like, I like, I, I like Sanders and I like Karen in the, from the eighth mess team. I don't really like anyone else in there. Elidor is a little bit more tolerable. Um, I really like Kojima. I don't like any of the other Federation uh, people at all in the series. 
Um, I think all the Xeon characters are far more interesting aside from Guineas. It's almost like the Xeon are always better. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> but there are also series where the Federation or Federation Mirror is has good characters. But, you know, it's it it is what it is. Um characters, yeah, I'd give it a seven. Music, I'm totally with you. Ten out of ten. The soundtrack is perfect. The opening's great. The closing's great. Elidor's song is great. Um, I'm. It's it's all it's all made it to my playlist. It's really nice, um, and it, it it just it fits the theme of the show exactly what it needs, exactly what it needs. Um, art. I'm a big fan of this style. Um, we're kind of moving in we're in the 90s now it's not like the 80s sort of rough rougher uh aesthetic you get, but it's a more lot more color refined. is finally being used yeah we got the we got more color we're getting more detail um characters have eyes and not just dots uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking at you bright noah uh, <laughs> poor bastard you can uh, you can see him in that gif i posted up up above taylor I'm gonna tell slapping you, the shit out of Amaro. I'm gonna tell you now, he's in more Gundam series than any other character. Never finds him. Never, never finds his eyes. Nope. I know he's in fucking Zeta. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll uh, spoil it for you now. He makes it the unicorn. Double Zeta and unicorn. <laughs> Shards counterattack, all of it. Yeah. God damn. Yep. Um. He's beating children in every series. Yeah. Art, <laughs> dear God. <laughs> oh, and the fight scenes. They're so well animated. The goof battle, all the all the battles in this. They're so well done. It's, oh, the details, the, the, like, the mono eyes on the Zakus, uh, the night scenes. Like, man, man, it's, they it's, managed to make the best use of night. the color palette. It is easy to it fuck is. up night. It is. It's so easy to fuck up night, but they mm-hmm. make perfect use of their color palette. And the glows of the of the eyes of the suits, uh, the the flash, the flashes of the guns and the flashbangs, everything is done so well um, uh, from the art perspective of the show. Um, it definitely had a really good budget. Um, it's an OVA series, so they tend to. They have a lot of time to work on them. Sometimes years in between episodes, in fact. Sometimes lit. Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes literally a year in between an episode. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give the art for the show a ten out of ten. Um, people will complain like, "Oh, it's too old." It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> It aged like a fine wine. It aged like fine wine. It did. Yeah. Just like all those like Scooby-Doo movies. Yep. The only one I care about is when Shaggy tries to bang the alien eye. We need to know how that works out in the canon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all coming together. Well, they, they leave. She comes back someday. I hope. I hope. There, there's got to <laughs> be some great a hentai. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Can, can I go on a weird tangent? Yeah, I'm so, I know Taylor's getting ready to tell us his pick and review, but I got it. So I had a friend come over to my house once, right? Mm-hmm. And I went to sleep first. You know, we we stayed up till like, it was like three a.m. and I went to sleep first. And all mm-hmm. I know is when I woke up, 
I checked my computer history, and he had looked up Velma and died. Nice. Is that nice? We were we were like thirteen or fourteen. So Velma's, I guess Velma's for all Velma? ages, bro. Yeah. Okay. Fun for all ages. It was just a it was a shock <laughs> to me. It was just a shock to me. That's fair. All right. Yeah. Taylor, you're up. All right. <clears throat> so narrative, uh, I think I'm also gonna give an eight out of ten. Uh, I really did enjoy it, um, but, you know, I could have gone without the Mikel Elidor episode slash um, Mikel's character in general. Oh, overall, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Overall, I'm giving it an 8.5. Nah. Um, so that, that kind of docks it down. I mean, uh not that that would not that the episode 12 is included in my score but episode 12 doesn't help the score yeah um other than the ending for me personally but uh, yeah the last uh, 20 seconds <laughs> yeah yes um <laughs> just knowing that he banged the Ida is enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> yep um so yeah i think I, what eight is what i said uh characters I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a nine eight and a half eight and a half um I liked a majority of the characters I couldn't stand Mikel Elidor was fine I didn't like or hate him um and Guineas like Guineas just felt like this is gonna sound so weird he just kind of felt there because he had this kind of weird ass subplot to where he was sick and had to take, but like that never came up. I think it was overworked. I thought he was sick. I don't remember. Guinea sucks, bro. <laughs> yeah. But but my point, like I just couldn't care less really for Guinea. Um. Oh, I think he was giving all the soldiers like. Uh... Was given, he gave him poison. Well, he was given oh, the... No, he's giving him, like, the, no, like, uppers to keep him working. Yeah, it was, like, adrenaline or something. Yeah, yeah but, like, but he speed. had... Because it was a whole thing where, like, the clock had chimed at a certain time for him to take his meds. I thought he was sick, because it looked like in... When Ina had the flashback of her... When, um... They're in the mountain... And when he was, where she was like, you look like a doll. Yeah, And she has black eyes, and she's like, I'm not Guineas' doll. I I, I don't know. I'm not my brother's plaything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe I am reading too far into it. I thought he was sick. But anyway, uh, eight and a half for characters for me. Other than that, like, I I enjoyed Karen. uh, And, um, oh my god, why am I blanking on his name? Elidor? No, not Elidor. Sanders? Sanders, yeah. Sanders? Yes. Um, I even like the old guy. The, the uh, Lieutenant Oh, uh, I never talked about Crazy Pete. I like Crazy Pete. <laughs> I like yeah, that he finds yeah, his Whatever love. his fucking name is. Uh, another good thing about episode five. Uh, he actually finds Maria? his love. Yeah, Maria. Yeah. Oh, she's the sweetest woman in the world. <laughs> um... So, music, I, I mean, I'm gonna, uh, music and sound, I'm gonna agree, 10 out of 10. I enjoyed it, 
uh i de- i especially enjoy- enjoyed for uh enjoyed all the noises of like the beam gun the, the mechs moving like just i don't know to me it sounded the soundboard yeah I mean, the gun yeah soundboard's basically i mean yeah it's, like it, it is it is it just sounded good and especially for like i'm gonna say at the time sounded you know they pretty spot on sounds yeah to, like to really like they the all the sounds completely iconic like if you go into any mm-hmm. gun series you will hear the same ones they are so iconic oh yeah the new type like 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 ding yeah <laughs> yeah like it, it I, I i don't know it as someone who has seen only two episode two series uh two gundam series like it, it just compared to um you need to put some char in your life uh-huh. i came here to it, laugh it, at you it was a it, it, it was good. And then art, I mean, like, I I agree. 10 out of 10. Like, I, I love this art style. It, it, it gives me some sort of serotonin whenever I see the older anime style, art style. He's it, becoming it, 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 I've always loved this, Cobra. <laughs> what do you mean? I hear you, but I'm like anti-CGI warrior, normally. I, 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 I uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not saying I'm anti CGI. No, it's great because I, they couldn't do CGI yet. <laughs> they didn't have a choice. I, I'm just oh, saying. No, like, no, no, no. I think they actually did. No, the first CGI I, in Gundam was a uh, Turn I. Uh, that comes I out. That 2000. They used some sort of CGI on like some of the the balloons that they had in the in the air. Not ninety. No, not ninety six. Okay. But anyway. Um, so I, I have to agree 10 out of 10. I'm going to give this show an eight and a half. Uh, I really liked it. You should definitely go watch it. And, uh, I think what Cobra said is true. If you, if you know very little next to nothing about Gundam, this is, I think a good starting point, even if it's not sequentially. Um, no, this, this and War in the Pocket are the best starters. Also the first Thunderbolt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't need to know anything to, to really... You yeah. really don't need to know anything to watch this. So I yeah, I I really, really enjoyed it. So eight and a half for me. Alright. Even if you're just looking for mindless mecha battle, this yeah. has it. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. But uh, oh to, to even go I back to the art, mindless mecha battle, like, I wouldn't watch Gundam. Sorry, so some things I wanna talk about the art. Like the scenes are great. How the just the you know, like you said, the use of the colors and just even the art style. Like, uh, ah, it's so good. I like it. Uh, we're one for two on Gundam. Let, let's make it two for I three. Like a dick. <laughs> you didn't like really? You didn't like it at all? You like no, Chris. I, you like Chris a lot. <laughs> no, I, Chris was my favorite part about 0080 and I will hear nothing else. Mason, that's, a good, that's a good part. Mason mentioned, this, <laughs> mentioned to me uh, when he started watching this series, why do Gundam girls hit different? And I told him, it's they because they different. shoot at you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I know hit different. Yeah. Um. So, y'all ready for what we're watching next? Yeah. Let me make sure I don't fuck up the name. Oh, that's always a good fucking sign. Oh, no. No, 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 no. It's a fucking light novel No, 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 no. It's not a light novel title. I just want to make that time that I was a sex worker and got hit by a truck and was reincarnated in another world as a vending machine? Okay. We're watching Akudama Drive. 
God Akadama damn it, Web. I just okay. watched it. <laughs> okay. Did you, you really? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen this. It's really good. I, I haven't either. I mean, I can pick something else. No, it's it's good. I'll rewatch it. L- listen, listen, I can pick the light novel title if you want. No. It's gonna be shit, but I can pick it. Stop picking shit. <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm trying to Google, not... Google Images is doing this show some justice, so we'll see. Oh, uh, there's some pretty good waifus in it. It's mm-hmm. it's a very unusual show. I literally can't compare it to anything. <laughs> okay. It's got, like... I mean, you'll like it. You will like it, Mason. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I read a synopsis for it a little bit ago, and it's on it's on my watch list, so... Okay. Hold, hold on. I, I know we're not picking this, but like I was just scrolling through uh, something real quick. Something Listen to this title. Listen to this title. Full Dive. This ultimate next-gen full dive yeah. RPG is even yeah, shittier than real one. life. It's even shittier than real life. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, that one came out last year, I think. It's time to what stop. the fuck? <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. It is time to stop. I I really hope that it's hilarious. Honestly, I do not think it is. <laughs> I I don't want don't think it no way. either. Listen, I don't have anything against light novels. One of my favorite shows of all time is Monogatari, which is based on a light novel. Uh, sorry, but Bakke. it's also not Monogatari. I fell in love with a vampire yeah. lolly, and now my and now now my dick is crawling with bitches like yeah, that's like, not what it's called no. it's just called monogatari <laughs> yeah it, it, exactly yeah, fucking monogatari what, uh, nisei monogatari whatever but yeah i i don't dislike light novels dororo or uh dororo dororo no uh that one dororo that's that's a light novel and that's like famously dororo's fucking s tier yeah Mm-hmm. It, but the titles need to Love chill the show. fuck out. It's like it's warding me away at this point. The longer the title, the less I want to watch it. Durara X Two. If your if your title is longer than Rascal does not dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, you're doing something wrong. That's like just on the cusp. That's of bordering. Long. That is bordering. I, exactly. Yeah. That that's my point. Yeah. Like if you if it's longer than that, if you it got is a, a one on sentence, there is a problem. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> if your title is a grammatical error, there's something wrong. Let, let's try and rein that in, and let's rein in the goddamn isekai. <laughs> two, way, two ways to get Cobra to not watch a show. Have a title long as fuck, and start with a time I got reincarnated as blank. In fairness as well, the genre just doesn't appeal to me much these days. I mean, it's over. Like I mean, there's I there's a couple before. like there's still a couple yeah, like yeah. The ones like I, gold stars out there like yeah, Mishoka like, Tensei. I always tell you how much I love Overlord. I love Mishoka Tensei. I love Grimgore. Hopefully, we get a or Grimgar. I hope we get a second Grimgar. season someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> can't think of any other ones I like. Konosuba. Oh, Konosuba's weird Kona though, Suba. but yeah. Come on, yeah. It's... No, it's an isekai, <laughs> but like yeah, it's literally like making fun of isekai. Kind of, yeah. Konosuba, God's blessing in this wonderful world. Also, also, like, that guy, anything he writes, just it has a direct line to my funny bone. I fucking love combatants. Uh, oh, combatants. Combatants. Will be combatants just just so, so yeah. fucking good. I, I, I'm such a sucker for his comedy style. It's so funny. It's so me. Oh, yeah. I love it. Like, yeah. 
It's like, yeah, like it, 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 it's reminiscent of Boba Bo while still like maintaining like its own fucking like feel, and it has a coherent story. Like, mm-hmm. say what? It's Bo-ba-bo. still fun. Boba Bo, say what? Boba Bo. The the only thing like Isekai was, I mean, sure, there's probably something Isekai wise that would really get me into it again. I would really love an Isekai where where they go is a fucking nightmare field. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because somehow that hasn't really been done much yet. But, yeah. I think that's the... This... The full dive... Uh, no, I don't... I don't, I, don't think, I don't think it is. <laughs> Alright, this episode will come out a little bit late. I apologize for that. But I'll, I will try to get it out the 1st of December. And then we should try and have another on December 15th. Okay. That good with you guys? Alright. Yeah, so we're trying to we're trying to record before the fifteenth or like yes. within a reasonable amount of time so that you yeah. can edit it. Yep, yep. Yeah. I mean I'm assuming we're probably not gonna be recording till after Thanksgiving. No, we'll probably record probably early December. Yeah, so Okay. Plenty of time. You, did you all stop your recordings? No, did you? No. God damn it. Th- okay, good. thank you, thank you. But you freaked me out by asking. Uh, the only other- sorry, we typically don't try and schedule these or I'm say anything about scheduling while we're recording. This one's going to be late. Sorry. We'll try to be better on the next one. That's all I'm doing. Nah. The issue is that these three fucks decided that the Spooky Spooktober Spectacular was going to be three episodes in one month, and that burned me. So, blame them and blame your own greed. <laughs> well, it, it, to be fair, like... Two of them were done before October. <laughs> it doesn't make having to watch all those shows in a condensed time all that much easier. One of them was spirited away. Fuck off. <laughs> I, I, every single thing that we watched was short. I don't want to hear it. It was, I, it was, short it was a movie and two 12-episode series. It's also, though, every single time yeah, we, we record... Try, we shove a light novel. Every time we record, I have to listen to the recording again and edit it. So it takes <laughs> even longer than the length of recording. That's the main thing for me. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> Just drop it raw. Fuck off. Oh, suck a dick. If I dropped it off raw, you tell me to never do it again because of how bad it would sound. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. No. Okay. We're done. <laughs> Everyone, we're, we're, we're watching Akadema Drive next. <laughs> Have a wonderful time. We'll be with you again soon. Bye. Bye.